bad beauties and welcome back to another episode of these views in today's episode we're going to be talking about why don't i have many friends anymore and how we can normalize outgrowing friendships in our 20s okay so this friendship issue is a common occurrence that i've had many chats with a few of my friends about regarding and it is that we feel like we can barely make new friends as adults which is a separate issue altogether but even from the past the friendships that we've had are barely many left nowadays as we are nearing our mid-twenties so this episode basically aims to look at friendship breakups generally and how we can learn not to take them personally and also why this is so normal and it's happening to many people more people than you know and how to cope with this feeling of sadness and loneliness that comes with losing friends or outgrowing friendships that you know you had a strong connection or bond with once in the past so naturally as we're in our 20s obviously there's some of us who are still in uni um, then there's some of us who are working, there's some people that have been married, etc, um, etc. Et so we're all at like pretty much different life journeys, right? Whereas once in the past, these friends that you might have had in high school or primary school, whatnot, um, you guys were pretty much at the same life stages, right? Um, for most of your week, you were hanging out at the same place, you were, you know, learning the same things, you know, so it's natural, like you're pretty much in this force to be making connections in a confined space if you think about it right but as you you know go to uni you separate off into different unis different courses different passions different hobbies that you do on the weekends it's quite normal to drift away from you know these people because now you're no longer bound by the same space that you used to be which kind of had to you had to force yourself to make some connections right as weird as it sounds that's the reality of it but once you become adults, you become your own person, which is why being in your 20s itself is just like a really difficult time to navigate in itself. But that also means that the friendship is a big aspect that changes. Um, and so I guess this is why people say things like, you know, when you're going through your tough times in your 20s and you really know who your true friends are, who are going to be there for you and things like that. Um, and so that's really true because, you know, like, despite the fact that someone has a busy life, if they really, if you really did mean a lot to them, because we're all busy, right, as we're in our 20s, you know, still studying or we're working or whatnot, we all have busy lives regardless. And whoever makes time for you when you're having a shit time, you're going through a rough patch, those people are genuinely your friends. And um, that's something that I would definitely advise you to look out for because some of the friends that I have now, that I no longer have now, I definitely did miss the signs. They were not there for me during those tough times when I really did need a friend, but I would always make excuses and things like that. Be like, oh, they're busy with work or they have family commitments, whatever. But it's like, at the same time, whenever they were going through something, I would be the one that's always, you know, like overextending myself to be there for them. But um, this also has its disadvantages, which we're going to discuss later as well. But yeah, this is why it's so common for friendships to sort of die off or like, you know, some sort of conflict to happen as well that um, you can just no longer be friends and it's just like a dramatic end to your friendship or it can be one of those lingering ones where it kind of just, you know, you just don't talk as much 
whatever like one person gets married and then after that you don't see much of them or someone gets into a relationship you don't hear much back from them um or they just move cities and you know you talk once in a while but you're not in as um you're not in contact with them as frequently as you were once you were back in high school or uni or whatever it was that you made friends with them at so whatever it is that was the reason that your friendship or friendships ended i just want you to take one thing away from this it's just that don't take it personally it happens to everyone no matter what image they portray on social media you don't know about the other friendships that they had that you know maybe they never posted about or you know you just don't know some like all the intricate details of someone's private lives and you don't really know like that they might have had friends that they no longer talk to that really upset them or whatever it is you don't know those details so people always just put up the best image that they have on social media and you know like i reconnected with a friend from high school this year and she was literally telling me when i was telling her about this friendship stuff and how we lose friends in our 20s she's like but what do you mean you look so social on instagram like all the time you like you know are hanging out with ra someone random and i'm like thinking if only you knew like i have lost you know so many people that i thought were once close to me and it's definitely affected me but like obviously because i hadn't you know spoken to her for a long time that's the image that i had portrayed on social media and that just made me think like there's so many people on social media that I sometimes, you know, don't even want to, like, see their stories because I'm, like, they're always out, like, how do they have, like, a massive group of friends, like, that used to be me back in uni, like, partying all the time, having a massive circle of friends to always go out with, and then now that, like, you know, I'm pretty much joining the 26-year-old club this year, like, it just feels like everything's just changed so dramatically since the uni days, and, um, you know, most of the weekends I'm spending uh, at home, you know, chilling out, um, working on myself or, you know, reading something or spending time with family and it's just such a dramatic lifestyle shift from when I was in uni and every single weekend I was out at the city or I was at some uni event, you know, and um, I think sometimes it's really hard for us to adjust to like these lifestyle changes even though it does tend to happen gradually but it in our mind it kind of feels like when we're in more solitude or peace we start to compare our lives to someone who is still at that life stage because some of the people that i follow on instagram there are they're my age and i sometimes think they're my age and they're still having a lively like sort of social life right but mine is not as lively as theirs but then i think about the context and i'm like oh but they're still studying in uni they just you know did their degree later whereas i've like graduated a lot earlier and i've started working full time and I think with working full time, you can't expect yourself to be a party animal every single weekend. Like, quite frankly, you literally get burnt out because you don't have any time to unwind and sort of take a breather from the work week, right? So it's unrealistic as well when you think about it. Like, when you're sitting in solitude and you reflect on these, you know, quote unquote, good old days, that's what tends to pop up in your mind. Like, oh, why can't I do that anymore? But the thing is, your lifestyle has changed so much that you have to also change the way that you view um, how friendships are and how social life with friendship circles should be at this point in your life. And it is quite hard when, like, you know, it is a really weird phase that you're going through in your 20s where some people are still living their best life because they're still in that uni phase or, like, they are still gone back to study at uni or, you know, they're, like, living away in a different state and, like, you know... Um, 
they're part of all these social groups and things like that so it's really hard not to compare I'm not saying that it isn't but I do think it's an important point to make that we do have to um, ensure that our mindset sort of shifts to the life stage that we are at slowly but surely you know because usually when we're in that party phase or like that phase where we're like always wanting to hang out with our friends or like be in big social groups and things like that we're more often than not addicted to the chaos and addicted to the drama um and you know have always had that feeling of FOMO right and it's it's quite hard for our mindset to shift dramatically from that to one of where we're in a piece um with our solitude right so I think we have to give ourselves grace as we go through this really confusing time which is our 20s um and realize that you know having FOMO um is real like it's real because you know especially with social media always being there you always start to think like you know um you start comparing like how do they have such massive social circles and I don't like what's happening there like it must be a me problem etc etc but then it, it can't be a you problem right because like even myself like talking to other friends like they also wallow in the fact that they no longer have people by their sides who they thought were once close or like the dynamic of the friendship is just not the same anymore to the point where it feels like you can't really sustain that friendship and you're just holding on to that friendship for the sake of holding on because you've been friends for x amount of years you know um and i think as humans we tend to have that fear of letting go of friendships that no longer serve us just because um deep down all of us have that fear of loneliness until we've mastered the art of solitude and learning how to distinguish being in solitude from being lonely um so until we get to that stage which is which takes a while and you can't expect yourself to have mastered that in your 20s you know like we're this is the age where we go through like steep learning curves and um you know if you're not there yet it's it's okay most of us aren't there so it's about embracing that and realizing first and foremost that it's not just you that's going through this it's a lot of people who feel like they have like sort of dead-end friendships that they should you know pretty much cut off but they don't want to because as humans we want to hold on to any connection that we have with another human even when it is toxic toxic to us you know um that's what happens in toxic relationships even as an example like you know that the person is toxic and they're not good for your soul but because of the length of time that you've been with them you want to sort of still try and work your life around it um and I think that's where we go wrong with friendships um there's a boundary that we need to learn to set when it comes to friendships that no longer serve us because at the end of the day it's always quality over quantity so even if you have so many friends if none of them are really conducive to your growth or like making you a better person or adding to your life in some way because you know let's face it we all have really busy lives and so the people that we choose to connect with or socialize with those people need to add something to our life okay it sounds a bit selfish but it's true because if they're not you know you're you're not going through a phase where you're partying with these people you're trying to grow as a human being in your 20s and you need to surround yourself with people that you want to be like like you look up to them or you both resonate on a spiritual mental physical um, emotional level like physical meaning like you have similar physical fitness goals or emotional meaning that you know um, you both have the same sort of values around um, processing emotions talking about emotions and things like that you don't want to be with people that hold you back or feel like you're shrinking yourself 
when this is really the time that you need to actually be expanding yourself and growing exponentially, right? Because the 20s is pretty much what sets you up for 30s, which is when the real adulthood starts, in my opinion. Um, obviously, others might disagree and say that 20s is the most steepest, that's not even a word, the steepest learning curve for your adulthood but I truly do believe that our 20s and going through all these ups and downs and all these like lessons and things are what set us up for um, our 30s which is when we kind of reach a more stable level in both our minds and also in our physical world where we kind of are at peace with how things are so I think it's really important to remember those things that firstly it's not a you problem it's happening to a lot of people um, and secondly, you need to let go of the idea that you can't let go of people, yeah? So that's the main two principles that you have to have your mindset in while listening to the rest of this podcast, which is um, ways to manage with this, manage this feeling of loneliness surrounding friendships. The first one that I want to talk about is the natural drifting of friendships. So with this one, I guess there is a few things that you can do to control the situation. So for example, if you're reflecting on a friendship that you feel like you're not uh, no longer talking to them as much anymore, I think the main thing to realize is, okay, let's just put your ego aside and just reach out to them. If it was just a natural drift, um, there's potentially times where they've thought about you as well, but they just thought that you were too busy to get in contact with and they just thought, let's just leave it. So if it was a natural drift where nothing dramatic happened there was no sort of fight that ended a friendship whatever it was just learn to be the bigger person and for your own mental health just reach out to them and see whether you know your paths might reconnect or you both have sort of similar lifestyles that might mesh together now so that's the first type of friendship that I want to talk about which is the easiest one to mend and um, you don't really need to wallow in your feelings or anything like that um, just put your ego aside be the bigger person reconnect and at the end of the day, if it doesn't go well and they don't feel the same way, then just give yourself the closure that you need, which is that you tried your best from your end. And in your head, if they're still not making time for you or they're like too busy, then you know that you've cleaned your side of the street and that you have done your best to reconnect. And sometimes people are just not ready for new friendships at that point or they're just too you know, wound up in their own life that they just don't have time to make new connections. OK, and timing is just not right so that's your closure in that aspect um second type of friendships friendship breakups that um or slash endings that are more difficult to navigate in my opinion are ones where there's been like a definitive ending because there's been some sort of argument or some sort of disagreement um that's caused the friendship to sort of separate forcefully so these ones are a bit difficult to um i guess navigate your emotions around when you do uh, think about them from the past um, but yeah I'm going to mainly be focusing on those type of friendships in this episode um, so the first thing is realizing that these people are no longer in your life for a reason okay um, if you truly sit down and think about these type of friendships it's the type of friendships that have caused some sort of chaos or drama in your life okay if you really be honest with yourself because I did this exercise where I wrote down all the friendships that, um, you know, over the years, like not even just in my 20s, but like that have been ended due to chaos and drama. And there's always been an element of sort of 
fluctuations in the friendship like it's never been peaceful or stable um and sometimes we think that that's what love is because it comes back to uh, love in terms of friendship or romantic relationships we think that that's what true you know sort of love and connection is but that's not true i think the more you heal yourself and you become more securely attached rather than insecurely attached you realize that having all those ups and downs is not really um what makes a connection stronger it's just your brain tricking you into thinking that you need to hold this person closer because you've had disagreement that wasn't really a healthy disagreement that's caused you to want to latch onto them um, more and more just because you as a human naturally tend to want more connections and to hold things close to yourself right so the first thing in navigating this is realizing that that's what's happening and that's what's happened in the past that these friendships had some element of chaos or drama to them and learning how to readjust to the feeling of not being obsessed with the chaos and the drama okay so readjusting is really difficult and it is a subsequent like consequence i guess of you moving yourself to a more securely attached style because the more that you become securely attached you can things see things that have happened um, which were emotional at the time like a friendship ending in an objective lens and realizing when you write these people's names down that there's a common theme that they all had some element of chaos or drama or some sort of unsettled mindset when it came to how friendships should be whether it be like whenever you had some disagreement the way that they went about arguing or like you know reacting to confrontation or whatever was just not healthy or like they just lashed out they were defensive um they never really tried to see it from your perspective they never really um put their ego aside to apologize etc etc so being some of the examples right um then that's when you realize that there's only so much that you can do as a good friend in your opinion so everyone views what a good friend is supposed to be like as differently right because we're all we all have different ways of viewing the world and seeing how a good friend should be the standards that each person has is different so according to your standard because you want to be treated the way that you would want to treat a friend right you would want that to be how you get treated as a good friend so that's what your definition of a good friend is so if you genuinely know that you have been a good friend to this person and that you've done everything in your power to do what you would want them to do to you and you know even when there was conflict you've tried your best to reach out to them you've tried to make um, amends you've tried to um, compromise you've tried to see it from their perspective you've done everything that you can in your power um then that's all you can really do so how someone chooses to view your intentions or your actions um is not within your control so unfortunately you can't really you know they're not puppets you can't really control them and say you have to say this or you have to do this it's more about you controlling what you think should happen and you can't fault yourself for thinking that that's what should happen because you as a like a friend would want that to happen if you were in that other person's shoes right so if you apologized or if you um, made compromises and the other person wasn't willing to budge then you really don't have any sort of wiggle room for improvement because you've done everything that you can and so that's when you sort of have to give yourself grace and say look i've tried everything i could and maybe this person just wasn't meant to be in my life and this is the way that they were supposed to exit it and i think you also have to see these situations um with a mindset shift from a negative view that oh i don't have many friends anymore to more you know it's a positive sign if i don't have many people around because it just means that i've expressed my boundaries i've put 
down my foot and said, you know, this is what I will and will not tolerate. And then these people vanishing shows that they really didn't have the best of their best intentions to begin with, right? Um, and it's it also shows that you're going through a steep learning curve and a steep growth in your 20s if you suddenly don't have as many friends because you've put down boundaries or you've been more assertive, right? Because um, it shows that people that are willing to value you and not take your friendship for granted, those are the people that will stick around and be like, you know, her friendship is worth it. So I am happy to compromise and adjust to um, the standards and boundaries being put in place. And I'm also willing to continue this friendship because I feel like that it's adding value to both of our lives, right? And sometimes with these sort of people, I, I like thinking um, of it from this lens. And I haven't really thought about it like this until lately, which I think also shows growth because... I think when you become more and more securely attached rather than being anxiously or avoidantly attached, you change the way that you view things and you don't take things as personal anymore, right? I think that as you become more secure and you learn how to assert yourself and your boundaries and you don't um, apologize for no reason or like you, um, you don't sort of give in just because the other person's putting up a tantrum or whatever, um, I think some people become intimidated by the security that you have as a securely attached person um, and they don't know how to react to the way that you've so eloquently expressed your boundaries or communicated your side of the story and they can't keep up with it. So instead of trying to you know, level up and become to your level, they get intimidated by that and just their fear of ab abandonment um, sinks in. And they try to leave you first before they're left first. So like they can see that you have outgrown them in a way. And they know that eventually that you will sort of let go of them. Because they're not leveling up to your level or not matching your energy or your vibrations. And so they do what they know best. Which is either protest behavior. Which is you know putting up a front and putting the ego up. And not apologizing or like giving you silent treatment. Or expecting you to message them first when they haven't reached out to you, um, you know, all those petty things that people that have anxiety um, or an anxious attachment style do, or the opposite, which is an avoidant behavior and avoidant attachment style, which is, you know, taking space from you and, um, you know, leaving without an explanation or acting like it's all or nothing, like not trying to hear you out, just thinking that they're right and that you've got to go by their rules. Um, those are some typical ex examples of how people react when you put boundaries or you communicate yourself clearly and say that this is my side of the story and this is what's happened um so do you want to discuss it or not and the fact that they react this way speaks volumes on their level of maturity about whether they can't meet you there in terms of how mature you are with resolving conflict and so some people do get intimidated by this as hard as it is to see it that way it's a truth because they realize that you know your maturity and you being so upfront is confronting for them and they're like you know I don't want to I don't want this mirror shown to me of all the shit that I have to deal with or like all the shit that I did that's caused this issue and I'd rather not face myself in the mirror and I'd rather run away than let you know me listen to the side of the other person's story and realize that there are some things that I need to work on do you know what I mean so um 
I think you need to view it in that lens, especially if you are working on yourself and you are like, you know, going to therapy, you are like reading self-help books, you are like, you know, journaling, you are doing all the healthy things that you need to do to move from an anxious or an avoidant attachment to become a secure attachment. Um, and then you see people starting to disappear. That's most often what's happening. Um, so yeah, I think just take it as a positive sign because it means that you're doing well and you're making more room for people that are actually supposed to be in your life okay because just because you've lost these friends or whatever don't like I said don't take it personal and don't block yourself off to new opportunities and new people because usually when one door closes many more are waiting to be opened like the universe is always going to replace what's been lost with something even better than you imagined or ever had in your life um so you should trust in the process because good things and new friendships await those who've got faith like that things are happening for them rather than to them so that's a big mindset shift that you've got to be in that things that are happening to you are not really happening to you they're happening for you because there's a big difference when things happen for you they're happening for your greater good when things happen to you it's easy to go into that victim mindset and say why me why me you know um and that's when you start attracting negative energy and that's what we don't want Another thing that's important is sometimes, like, especially when we're talking about these friendships that you've lost where they haven't matched your level of maturity, they're not securely attached and they're more insecure attachment styles, um, there's a high chance that you've given them multiple chances in that chaotic friendship, right? So don't beat yourself up for this because this is something that I'm guilty of. Because, um, you know, the one the friendships that I've lost where there's been sort of like a disagreement where... I've transparently communicated my side and I wanted to have an open discussion and they weren't up for that. Um, they just wanted to run away. Um, you giving them multiple chances in the friendship is more than likely what's happened because the more chances that you give someone, right? This is what I've come to realise. The more chances that you give someone, they take your friendship for granted because they know that every single time that they they fuck up and they do something that's messed up you will always be there willing to take them back with open arms yeah um this also applies to romantic relationships but especially if you're someone with pure intentions you forgive easily and you've got a genuine heart which is you wear your heart on your sleeve and you are willing to always see the best in people and that's me um and a few of my friends that i know that i still have around it shows that you are a really genuine person and you always want to believe the best in others, okay? And because of this and because of your nature to always see the good in people, you always give them chances. You always let them justify why they did something which was so fucked up, you know? Um, but, you know, we, as bad as it might feel, it's actually a really, really rare quality and something that you should, you know, be proud of yourself for having. Okay, so don't beat yourself up for giving them chances. You know, you're allowed to be disappointed that they never gave you a chance to discuss and like talk about the friendship or the issue or what went wrong. Um, it's so normal to feel disappointed, but that disappointment doesn't translate to you beating yourself up because you were willing to give them multiple chances and they were willing to give you none. Because again, that's a reflection on them. It just shows that they don't see the best in other people they always believe that someone is out there to get them or that whatever someone does if they slip up by accident because we're all human and we do things that might have come across as 
bad intention to someone else. But we know that we didn't have any bad intentions when we did say that stuff or we did whatever the thing was, right? And when you try and explain yourself, like your side of the story and you tell yourself side of the story to that person and they're willing to not hear it out, that just shows many things that A, they don't think that your friendship is worth it enough to hear your side of the story and actually have a discussion um, so that you can both reach a middle ground as to what's happened or what's been said um, and that you can reach a conclusion on the friendship as to um, whether it's you know mendable or not. If them just cutting you off without even trying to hear you out, then they just did you a favour, like a massive favour, because they showed you who they are when you slip up for the tiniest thing ever, right? Because if you've been there for this person through thick and thin, right, and you've forgiven them multiple times and you've always took their bullshit excuses as reasons to forgive them and let them back in, and they can't even bother to hear your side of the story or to discuss it, that just speaks volumes about how they viewed your friendship because you kept giving them chances, uh, chances, 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 one after the other, right? Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it does mean that we need to learn who we give these chances to and who we forgive, right? Because if people are showing us the same mistakes in different forms, but it's you know, consistent, repetitive behaviour, and we're forgiving them time and time again, like the value that they see in us goes down and down because they're like, oh, I can do anything to this girl and she will always forgive me. Like, that's what they think. Even though they don't show it, that's what they're thinking. And more often than not, I've noticed that in all the toxic people that I've lost, right, um, there was always, like... <laughs> I find it so funny now that I look back on it. Like, it's just so crazy to me that I didn't pick up on this earlier. But the toxic people would always be so quick to tell me who else in my life is toxic. Like, so quick. It's like toxic people can really sense toxic people. Because those people that are no longer in my life, those ones would always say, oh, this X, Y, and Z are not good for you. They use you. They don't see your value. They don't, um, you know... They don't be a good friend for you. Like, whatever the reason is that they're trying to say. I'm just giving generic things. These people, I've noticed now that I've reflected back on it. Like, that's why I think sitting down and writing these people's names down and, like, reflecting on why the friendship ended or whether it was it just drifting apart or whatever. It's really, really productive because it really helps you grow as a person. And what I noticed was all these people that have lost, they have always mentioned other people's names that are in the toxic list. And I realised that the friendships that I have now that are healthy, none of those people's names were ever mentioned by any of the toxic people that I've lost. Because they knew that I had those friends too, but they were never mentioned. And I was like, how did I miss the signs? That like when you're living in it, like, you know, and you think these toxic people at the time were actually good people, you don't actually think that. You kind of think that they're regular good friends and they're telling you what's best for you. But it's so funny because like, like, say, with that pers person A, right? Person A would be telling me, dude, person B and C are so shit for your life. They're, like, really bad, whatever. But the person B that was also close to me at the time would be, like, person A is a shit cunt. And they wouldn't even, like, they, they're not even from the same friendship groups, right? But they would say, like, pointing fingers at each other. It's so crazy now that I think of it because it's, like, toxic people can really see through toxic people. And, like, 
because I'm just always willing to give the benefit of the doubt to people, I just can't see it. But like looking back at the patterns and writing all that stuff down, it's made me realize like this is the stuff that they had in common. They were all insecurely attached, like whether they were anxiously attached or they were avoidantly attached or they were um, fearful avoidant, which is the both of them. They always had some sort of insecure attachment style and there was always like never, there was never really like constant peace in the friendship where it was like stable. It was always chaotic up and down, up and down. Um, not as frequent as like with my past romantic relationship, but like to the point where it, it's, it was more rocky than my current stable, healthy friendships. Do you know what I mean? So that's another telltale sign. If you find that someone's constantly bringing up someone else is being toxic to you, just keep your guard up because these people really do tell. Like, if there's one thing that they left you with in terms of a lesson, it's that they, that you should listen to toxic people more often, <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, in terms of when they point fingers at other people because it's so true. Um, and, you know, it's so funny because, like, my, like, my past relationship, Max, he, um, I was just telling one of my friends how crazy it is that he literally told me all the friends in my life who were not good for me and who he did not like, um, at the time when I thought he was a good person and he was good to me, whatever, and all those people in my life are no longer in my life, and I'm like, how crazy, like, it almost feels as though, like, he manifested it but like also why would he give a shit enough to manifest it but like exactly the people that he said and the people that he said were good for me are actually still in my life and I'm like that's hectic like like shit people can really see who the shit people are so really really pay attention to that because like I think it's because they see so much of themselves in the other person reflected they're like yep that's a shit cunt so I would definitely, going forward, really take that into consideration. Um, but the main thing going forward is just don't block yourself to new opportunities because don't dwell too much on why that friendship ended because it ended for a reason, right? Like you outgrew that friendship for a reason and it just means that better and bigger blessings are coming into your life. And if you really must, just take a social media detox. Like, you don't want to, especially when you're going through this low phase where if you've just recently lost a friendship or recently lost friendships, you don't want to be seeing people going out there, living their best life, partying every single weekend with like a massive group of friends who they might not be super close to, but it looks like they are anyway. You don't want to be seeing that shit in your face because that's just going to make you feel lonely and miserable and feel way worse about your life. But, you know, these people are probably having a hangover the next day and being like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I'm saying this because I used to feel like that after I'd party every weekend and I'd be like, what the fuck is up with my life? Like, I have to get my shit together. So even though it looks all fun and games and like they're having the best time of their life, I can guarantee you that that person, the story has some sort of personal problem on their own life that you don't know about. But in saying that, I know it's not easy to see it through this lens when you're going through a shit time or you're going through a low period where you're reflecting on how much has changed in your life, okay? So a social media detox really, really does help in these instances. Um, and who knows, like once you take the detox, you might even realise that, you know, for other reasons as well, not just this friendship FOMO thing, that you don't even like having social media because it's like once you heal and you get to that place where you're like super securely attached or you're nearly there anyway, you feel like you don't really need that validation, external validation from other people. You don't need 
that approval with your posts or with your stories and things like that like compared to the person I was in uni where I used to literally post and document every single night out like how crazy like literally so insane I have like a thousand stories up on my Instagram or Snapchat or whatever it was I was using um to now when I literally go like weeks months without even posting a story because like I've just grown so dramatically and it's so hard to see it but like these small things do add up to your growth because it just shows how much you don't give a shit about what other people think about your life like as weird as it is and I wasn't as self-aware but back in the day when I was posting going out with friends and things like that like a part of like all of us posting at that time when we were like you know 18 19 20 whatever it was to sort of you know feel like we had to keep up with everyone else posting about their friendships and their social lives we had to sort of prove a point that we do have a social life you know it's so silly but that's the phase that that's the sort of mindset that social media makes us feel like we need to always be in and it's so unhealthy to our mindset and our mental health and you know taking a break from social media not just seeing what everyone is up to and rather connecting with people in real life and you know, nurturing and flowering the existing connections that you have rather than sort of, you know, pondering on what went wrong or what you could have done better to all the old connections is so much more conducive and um, valuable to your mental health and your growth as a person than sort of living vicariously through other people's stories and, you know, sort of having that dopamine hit from like seeing what people are up to on social media and then it sort of your dopamine levels deplete after you get off social media and you're like shit I'm just sitting in bed going to social media and people are living their best life and I'm just sitting here having a shit time looking at other people's lives that I should be living but I'm not right that's the sort of spiral that you go down and you want to try and avoid that um especially when you're having a low period you can definitely go back to social media once you get to a more stable mindset where you sort of think that okay, I'm doing well, like, I'm happy with the stability that I have, I don't really feel the need for chaos and drama, um, and I don't really feel the need to compare my friendships or my friendship circles with other people. Once you're at that level, I think it's a safe and good time for you to go back onto social media and, you know, view people's stories and things like that, but before you get to that stage, just avoid it if you can, because it really does help and it really did help me like having a social media detox when I was going through a rough patch and it just gets you back to a more grounded level and you know in no time you're just going to be readjusting your mindset and you won't even be thinking about this friendship issue anymore like to the point where you know you'd be in your late 20s and you're like this is a normal part of my routine you know um, it's just that mid sort of 20s phase where you're transitioning from being a party animal or like being more social whatever it was that you were to being more of a homebody and just sort of you know chilling out on your own learning to enjoy your own company like learning to just have more deep and meaningful conversations with one or two friends rather than a whole bunch of group of people which brings a whole lot of drama to it um that shift is going to take a while to settle down especially because we've gone through a really shitty time which is the pandemic where we haven't had many social interactions and the way that we interacted with people is different it's also altered some way that we connect with people as well and so you just have to be so easy on yourself and realize that you know you're not alone in this and know that whatever's happening for you um that you know all these shifts and changes that are happening for you are happening for a reason they're happening because they're wanting to bring more blessings into your life and you need to stop seeing it from a negative mindset and reaffirm to yourself that 
you have done everything within your power and you know if you haven't and you've listened to this podcast episode then maybe think about some ways that you could reach out or do something in your power if you haven't already done so if you have done so do not reach out to those friends okay they know how to text you they know how to reach you they know how to contact you they have your socials they have your number they can reach out to you if they have any desire whatsoever to rekindle the friendship and actually hear you out or see your perspective on things okay if they don't have a desire then you don't need to have a desire either because you are not begging or chasing for anyone's attention or anyone's friendship okay no matter how little um friendships that you have because like i said quality over quantity okay we're not trying to seek friendships to have a fun time now we're seeking friendships to help us grow and become better versions of of ourselves so if these people are not contributing to that then you're not begging or chasing after them you know and asking for their friendship asking for their connection okay we're not desperate okay we are learning instead to give that love and pour that love and energy back into ourselves and we are learning how to sort of be content and at peace with being in solitude okay we need to stop thinking it of um you know being in solitude as being lonely they're completely two different things being lonely is you being in a pessimistic mindset being like you need someone there a connection there a friendship a romantic partner to fulfill your void right that's not healthy okay we need to learn to be whole on ourselves by ourselves and that is what solitude is being content and optimistic and happy and peaceful in your solitude in your own company where you're you know if you feel like you miss a certain place that you used to go with a certain friend go over there by yourself make new memories it's just like how you know when you give tips on how to get over a breakup it's pretty much the same thing but with a friendship if you had a ritual that you guys did together do it by yourself okay and learn to make new memories learn to make new associations okay if you miss them worst case scenario write a letter on a piece of paper burn it flush it down the toilet whatever works for you do not send them send it to them and do not contact them because just treat it like a like a romantic um breakup like a proper romantic relationship breakup right you are not contacting them because you've done everything in your power and They've got to put the work in if they do want to even have your friendship. And then when they do come back or if they do come back, which has happened to me, by the way, people in the past who have willingly not listened to my side and decided to put their ego above everything in the friendship and decided to cut me off for no reason whatsoever other than the fact that they didn't want to face up to what they had done or whatever it was. I'm not going to go to specifics, but those people have literally tried to reach out to me or tried to come back and I've been like, fuck y'all I don't want you in my life and like you know you just get to a point where you don't even really see them adding value to your life anymore you're just like we're so different (laughs) like and by the time that they realize that what you had at the time and what you said to them at the time was purely from a good place and pure good intentions it's too late because you've moved on you've become a better person you've you know, developed more healthy friendships, you've nurtured the friendships that were beneficial to you, or you've nurtured the friends who actually saw your value, right? And trust me, you'll get to that stage where you don't even miss these people and you don't even realise what you were doing being their friends for this long. Like, you had no business being their friend for this long, okay? 
and soon you'll just realize that you are holding on because of the length of the friendship um, or because of your attachment issues which you know as you become more content with being in solitude and being optimistic about spending time with yourself the more you'll heal that sort of wound as well and you won't feel so um, inclined to keep people around just because they're there you know you will be more selective and more selfish and protective of your space and your boundaries um, and your energy so yeah that's my final word on this topic it's just to know that the universe is always going to redirect our lives in the way that it's supposed to go and just know that whatever you've lost or whoever you've lost it's always going to be replaced with something better even better than you've ever imagined so all you've got to do is just trust in the process trust in some sort of faith whether it's spiritual the universe or if it's your religious belief whatever it is that you believe in um you know just know that things are going to work out for the best and that you have nothing to stress about um if you're a good person you're doing good things you're putting out good into the world all that good will return back to you okay so there's literally nothing you need to stress about my friend okay um so with that i am going to wrap up this episode it has been a long one but yeah i hope you gained a few valuable lessons from that and a few tips as to how you can sort of manage um you know these feelings around regret or feeling like you missed the person um so yeah it, different things work for different people so try them out um if you want to message me dm me leave me a comment um feedback whatever it is just message me on vsviews.podcast on instagram and i will try my best to get back to you or answer that question um on the next episode so yeah um stay happy do not ponder too much or spiral or let your negative thoughts take over know that you are going through something that is so normal that everyone experiences pretty much in their 20s and you're not alone okay and this podcast is literally proof of that um and even if you google podcasts on spotify being like why am i losing friends or like friendships breakups whatever you'll find so many podcast episodes on it like that's how popular this topic is so you are not alone okay just do not think that you are ever alone um speak to a friend be vulnerable open up first lend you know extend an olive branch and they'll probably open up to you about all the friendships that they've lost as well because that's what the discussions around all my current friends we've all been experiencing the same thing okay so it's not just you um it's not a you problem it happens to everyone and it happens because if it didn't we would be stuck in the same place okay so we need to somehow move forward and the only way we move forward is when life throws us changes um and dramatic shifts in our lives that's the only way that we learn lessons we face challenges and you know head on and then we move on and we become a better person a renewed version of ourselves that no longer sort of cares for these type of people that no longer saw our value or never saw our value to begin with if we put it that way so yeah no stress take it easy take care of yourself bye for now and i shall catch you in the next episode take care